So hello and welcome to the 31st episode of the Spotlight Podcast, the unofficial podcast for Century 21 sales representatives in Canada, where we discuss the hot topics and important news in the real estate industry. So I'm your host, Lyons Kilius, and with me, as always, is Aaron Richardson. Hello. Hey, Aaron. Hi, Linus. So Aaron is a broker and general manager with Century 21 Heritage Group. Aaron has an extensive background in online marketing, technology, and customer service. And I'm the head of business development at the real estate marketing company, Homania. So we've all heard it over the past 15 years. Print is dead. Or is it? Online advertising is certainly a powerful tool when used effectively, but print marketing can be still used very effectively in its own right. Print marketing is great for selecting farming areas and developing name recognition in those areas. Brand marketing, however, can be expensive, and the value of this type of marketing may take months or even years to bear fruit. So is it worth the cost? There are endless ways you can put money into print marketing. So on today's show, I'm going to talk to Aaron about the most effective ways to market yourself through print. So Aaron, when you were an agent, what kind of print marketing did you try? I'm sure you probably tried it all, eh? Yeah, no, listen, there's tons of publications out there. So there's obviously ones I haven't been in, but, uh, you know, anything from the paper to postcards to newspaper, let's say, um, magazines and, uh, um, you know, even placemats at restaurants and stuff like that. So there's (laughs) lots of different print marketing out there. So the big question then of the day is, is print marketing dead? Is this something that like people should be investing in their money into their hard earned money? Well, I mean, as long as you're getting a return on your investment, uh, I guess anything is uh, you, you can you can qualify it or quantify it. Um, and I believe print marketing, if done uh, properly, uh, is very effective and uh, and it's different ways and different measures. So you just have to decide uh, what it is you're going to do and uh, and do it really well. As I mentioned in my intro, it's very difficult sometimes to measure the success of brand marketing because you're getting your name out there. They might not be tied directly to like specific sales that you make, right? So right. what's the best way to gauge if you've got a successful advertising campaign? Is there a way to do that? Oh, there's, you know, there's different ways to gauge and, and um, quantify um, your response on your advertisement in terms of whether it be a, she's, you know, I guess people do coupon codes even and, you know, you can do that. That actually, and we can. I can get into all the, those different types of things to try and measure your response rate, um, whether it be on a call or you know. Some people have right come up with their own phone number just for one type of ad. So the phone number that calls in on that number, you know that it's coming from that ad. Or um, dial this number and you know hit two one three to to get the information you're looking for. You know all the Craig Proctor style stuff is all measured because they have ways of telling uh, telling you where the ad came from. Um, but uh, you know you have to incorporate that piece into your advertising if you want to if you want to measure it. So is this something that people should think about right off the hop then when they're talking about getting into print advertising, making sure you've got an accurate way to track the success of it? Oh, well, it yes. I mean, you should track the success of anything that you spend money on. Um, there are some pieces such as bench advertising and bus advertising and stuff like that. You're never going to be able to track. Well, actually, I guess you could. No, not really, because even if they're calling off the ad, um, which never happens with benches or buses, you know, your the purpose of that that advertising was obviously not to get the call necessarily, but uh, it's it's for recognition. So depends on what you're doing, I guess. Um, 
I think the first thing you need to decide when you're doing print advertising is whether or not you're doing it for farming purposes, so getting popular in an area, or for lead generation purposes, meaning what you're talking about is, you know, getting quality leads coming through that you can quantify, you can uh, qualify and uh, and turn over and, and convert into a into a successful sale or transaction. Do you want to start maybe by talking about the, those two different types, like the brand marketing and the, yeah. the lead generation marketing, and maybe the, the differences of doing those two through like these print marketing means before mm-hmm. we get into the specific types of print ads we're going to be talking about today? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so when, you know, usually what people do is they're, they've been approached or they've seen uh, somebody do an ad in a, in a publication. So they look into it and say, oh, you know, that looks cheap or maybe that's a little too expensive or somebody comes in and does a, you know, sales pitch or why they should advertise in the paper that they're, they're uh, paddling. So um, you need to take things into consideration, obviously, is and the first thing is, is I'm, am I doing this for an image piece or am I doing this to generate leads? Now, you could obviously both. You could do both. But um, you need to target what you're going to be the purpose of the ad, really. Um, so, for example, farming. Um, you could be farming an area in a geographical location that receives that advertising. Therefore, you're sending um, whether it be postcards or uh, a newspaper print, um, it could be a, a booklet that's going out. Or like I said, even the fact that there's a Swiss chalet nearby and, you know, that happens to be in your farm area. So, so those are image pieces and you just have to make sure that people um, see your name, your face, whatever you're, whatever you decide to be the catch thing that people see. I've, I've seen people put a check mark on all their advertising. So anytime somebody sees a check mark, they associate it with that person. Um, and if that's the case, I mean, uh, that's, that's brand recognition. Um, and as long as you're consistent with the advertisement, people are going to start to see you and know you and know you're a real estate agent, et cetera. So that's your, that's your farming, that's your calls because they want to sell their house and they want to use a local expert. So if you're coming up with, say, this this brand advertising campaign, it sounds like you're saying, you know, consistency is important. Um, how much prep work should you put into in advance to coming up instead of just throwing an ad in a paper and, and maybe cobbling something together? How much time should you spend or like what should you be doing to to come up with this comprehensive like ad campaign, especially for the brand marketing side of things? Um, well, I think you should be looking at, uh, what it is you do on a daily, like what it is, um, you, how you market yourself. So in your listing presentations, your website, uh, your business card, they should all look the same, right? So you should spend some time just to get a, a consistent brand. And, uh, one thing that people recognize every time they see, um, your branding. Um, so you should spend some time on that and make sure that, uh, um, that's consistent. Um, but as soon as you've got that in place, it's pretty easy now to transfer that into whether it be a postcard or anything else you do. Okay. And then the other side, I guess, leads generation marketing too. You want to talk about that for a little bit? Sure. Lead generation. And I use Craig Proctor as an example, because, um, if you want to look at somebody who does something really well in one area, um, Craig would be the person that I would suggest to look at if you're looking at print marketing. Um, and just take his concepts. I don't think you don't have to take his exact ideas and, and to take his courses is quite, quite costly. But if you just take the idea of trying to put something of value out there in the community so that you get a phone call, um, that's all he's doing. And, um, the value sometimes can look a little gimmicky, like, you know, I'll sell your house or I'll buy it from you or, you know, trade up or, you know, diff, diff, different things that I, I, I'm trying to think of some of the things he did when he, when he marketed in our area, but, um, they were very sort of, some of them are misleading a little bit. 
in, in, ten, in the sense that like I'll buy your house if I don't sell it. I mean, I never saw him really buy any houses. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, you know, I know his, I know what his, his idea on the ad was. And I, I also know how, you know, he kind of got his foot in the door and then sort of explained the reason why maybe it wouldn't be the best idea for him to buy it, but let him sell it. So, um, so it's a little bit of a bait and switch, I think. Um, but some of the other things he comes up was pretty, pretty neat, pretty interesting, like the top 10 lists or pitfalls to, you know, look out for when purchasing your first home. Well, people want that top 10 list. So they uh, call his 1-800 line, type in code 1234, and uh, and then it gets, gets them access or gives them, or it sends out, a um, you know, an email or, or even a, a mailer, uh, which is the 10 top things to look for when buying a house. So those are the different things that he does. Um, he also does some stuff in the newspapers that um, are interesting. He he does editorials almost, you know. He he writes up an ad as if it looks like some, you know, a news story. And then, of course, by the end of the news story, you understand that, you know, for more information about this or, you know, for an expert in this area, call Craig Proctor, et cetera, et cetera. So these are neat ways to try and drive some traffic to your phone, to a website, to an email. And uh, they can be very, very effective. Ironically, a lot of these techniques sound very similar to online advertising techniques, very like clickbaity or, you know, like the, the editorial style, like ads, like the like landing page uh, style leads yes. generation too. Yes. So ironically, I guess there's a lot of crossover there from print to uh, online. Yes, uh, and print can be even more effective than online. And I know everybody's going online because, you know, the masses and maybe it's a little cheaper, but the print advertising sometimes gets the phone calls rather than the uh, the email addresses. And of course, as we know, phone calls are, are uh, much more uh, important than uh, getting email addresses and much more effective. Oh, for sure. Okay. So there's a few different kinds of print advertising avenues that we wanted to talk about today. The first we've already kind of touched on a little bit, newspaper and like publication type ads. Um, so first off, how do you identify a good newspaper to get into? Is it a matter of just figuring out what the demographic is of the readers, the, 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 the geographic location of where they're circulated? What do you, what do you look for when you're looking for a newspaper to advertise in? Yeah. I mean, uh, I would look for, uh, viewership, um, find out how many, you know, publications go out, how much is are read. I mean, you can send out 20,000 newspapers to all these different businesses, but if people are only picking up two out of the 20 that's been shipped there, you know, it's, it's not well read. So you should really look and make sure, uh, you know, people are reading the publication you're, you're putting out to geographic area, uh, areas of interest, um, as well as, you know, it could be, um, you know, your background in terms of language you speak, for example. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's Persian publications that have 50 or 100 Persian agents in it, and everybody wants to be in this Persian paper because the Persians read the paper and they speak Persian. So they go into it. I'd almost rather see somebody put a Persian ad in an English newspaper because they're standing out as being the only one in there rather than grouped up with 50 different agents. So you got to take everything into consideration. Yeah, I thought your your uh, just your comment about circulation versus readership was kind of um, interesting because it hit home a little bit. I've got there's a local paper in, oh, yeah. in Kingston where I'm from, and I've tried to cancel it so many times. It's just a free publication that they drop off. I'm sure most communities have something similar, and we never read it. We never it just pretty much goes straight in the recycling bin. I've tried calling them, trying to get them to like just skip my house just to save a little bit of paper for the environment yeah. and such, and just it, it just doesn't go away. Like no matter how hard I try, that paper is going to come every Wednesday. So that 
is circulation number, but it's not a readership number. So I right. imagine there's a big difference between something that people pay and buy as a, as opposed to something that's like even just like a free publication like that too. They're not necessarily getting read if they're just getting dropped off at people's doors. So um, oh, it was, I've, I went in a publication once and uh, and he says he's sending it to all of the city I lived in, right? So new all of Newmarket was getting it. In fact, a lot of Richmond Hill. And he said it was fifty thousand and all the rest of it. And I was surprised he gave me uh, exclusivity on the back page of this thing for like three hundred dollars. I was like, wow, this is a deal. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I tried to get a hold of him to 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 get a copy and. I never saw it come to my front door, and I've never seen it around town. And I wondered if it had ever been printed or in, and sent out. So you gotta, you do have to be careful. It's, if it sounds too good to be true, maybe it is. Uh, so Aaron's been scammed before. We're not, all, we're not all immune. Eh? <laughs> yeah. So, um, are there any newspaper publications like that you might want to avoid, like maybe some less reputable ones, or maybe the scammy type that you, you mentioned there? I guess you want to do your due diligence on the yeah. reputation of the paper or the, the the newspaper or whatever it is to first off make sure it exists like in Aaron's case there um, but are there any ones that you, got, you should maybe be careful about well especially ones that uh, you know only real estate agents read um, there are I mean the one that I'm thinking of right now is uh, and I've brought this up in the last po- uh, other podcast but uh, REP magazine um, so rep magazine, real estate professional magazine, um, that comes out and it goes to all the real estate agents across Canada. Um, and they often, you know, try and get you to advertise in their publication. But in order to do that, what they do is they do their top 50 list of the women in the industry or top 50 agents across Canada. And, uh, of course you're excited to be able to be nominated for this. So you put your nomination in that I'll, you know, and put your statistics in there and sure enough, next month comes out, you're, you're one of the top 50 agents in Canada. Um, you know, and I've seen that list, I've seen the publication and I've seen somebody that's done $15 million in gross commissions besides somebody who did 15,000. So when you're in something like that, um, obviously, to show your people on social media and Facebook that you're the, one of the top 50 agents in Canada's, you know, it, you know, it's a nice thing to put, to go, <laughs> to go into. But at the same time, what kind of reputation are you, you're getting in a publication that to me now has, you know, really soured, you know, my version of, if you're in rep magazine, I mean, I just, I consider it lowbrow now because obviously anybody can be in there because all you have to do is submit your name. So yeah, you be careful of stuff like that. I'd be associating myself with magazines that um, are demographically what you're selling or what you're looking to sell. There's some high-end magazines. There's a really nice one. Actually, it's a, it's a company that uh, I think it's a brokerage that actually produces it up in cottage country and it's just beautiful and nothing's under five million dollars in this magazine it's absolutely fantastic so you know if i'm in that magazine or if somebody's in that magazine you just get that high quality five million plus type feel you got to be suit tie and the mercedes and all the rest of it so um or do you want to be in a publication that's read you know uh, at the uh, the supermarket next to you know next to the farm area you're in so yeah just choose the choose wisely and, and try and be as effective as possible and be consistent yeah, it sounds like good advice. You're working on your image. You want to make sure your image is properly portrayed in whatever the publication you're you're sending it along in. Um, so another question for you too. Then you mentioned, I mean, this the, the publication that didn't exist that scammed you. Uh, you. You got exclusivity on the back page. How important is getting like the premium pages or like large ads as opposed to maybe yeah. like a smaller ad too? Like, is it worth the money to to get a whole page in a newspaper, for instance? 
In some cases it is and, and negotiate it. So um, actually just yesterday, one of the agents in our office came up and she showed uh, a copy of the ad that was going on the back page of uh, something in a small community. And it was a, a pizza place that had put it all together. They went to a marketing company and the pizza place uh, is sort of sponsoring the marketing and getting people to sign up to do advertising. And, and if everybody gets together and um, you know, let's say there's 20 businesses in the area get together, the, the actual cost to be in that publication comes down dramatic, drastically. So uh, what she did was negotiate to have exclusivity of being the only real estate agent in the publication and get the back page, which is kind of the, you have a 50-50 chance of somebody picking it up and seeing your face. So really, really good placement. And she was like, an eighth of a cost of if she did it herself. So very effective. Uh, she did it for the right reason. She's it's in her farm area. Um, you know, so very, very good uh, opportunity for her to get well known and recognized. The only the only thing I would have said uh, if I had to look at that ad in terms of, you know, maybe helping her out a little bit would be um, to try and have a, a good reason to call. I mean, one thing is to see your face all the time and be popular in an area. That's fine. But if you can get that one extra call or two extra calls because of a of a value you're going to get. And I'm not talking discounted commissions either because everybody just jumps. That's the easiest thing for people to do is I'll do it for next to nothing. Call me. Um, be very careful about that. Um, and in fact, we have a policy that we don't uh, we don't print um, our um, our rates. So we, we can't do that um, because if we're, we're remember when you're doing a publication, first of all, follow all your codes of the uh, conduct with, within whoever's policing you. So, and then uh, also um, be careful because it's, it's actually the brokerage that is advertising. You're just, you're just an agent with a brokerage. So anything you put in publication has to be backed up by the brokerage. So if you put a, an, an offer in there um, and somebody came, comes, the brokerage has to honor that offer whether it be with another salesperson in the in the company, you got to be careful about stuff like that. So um, that's why we have those uh, policies. What's the effectiveness of putting like listings, like either sold listings or listings that are for sale in like newspaper print publications? Too, you see that quite frequently. Is that something that gets a lot of traction, or should you just more be like focusing Absolutely. on yourself? No, I mean people want to see that you're successful. Uh, sales are the number one tool for showing success. And uh, if you're selling things and you got solds, I mean, it just shows that uh, you're an active agent. I like to convert solds into something specific again, um, some reason to call. For example, if I just sold a bungalow in Newmarket, I would do a sold, I'd show the bungalow. I'd said, uh, I would say, um, you know, there's five active bungalows currently on the market with more coming, call me for details. Or, you know, looking to sell your bungalow. I'm a bungalow expert. Give me a call. And uh, those are good examples of um, just just second carrot approach, I call it. You know, they come to the ad, they see something, they like it, and then they say, oh, what's that second carrot for them to give you a call or, or email you or, you know, get a hold of you? Well, you heard it here. If you're looking for a bungalow, call Aaron. He's your bungalow specialist. <laughs> uh, so speaking of putting just listed, just sold, uh, in print ad, um, publications, why don't we talk about just listed, just sold postcards too? Because that's another yeah. very popular marketing strategy that many agents employ. Um, first off, are are these effective? Uh, yes. So when you sell a house um, and you're going to do a just sold, for example, um, or you list a house, you're going to do just listed. It doesn't really matter. I mean, you're essentially sending out either us just listed or just sold. So you're going to decide whether or not you want the area houses around that 
area to know that it's just listed or just sold. So you maybe pick up a, a buyer or sorry, a seller off of some, maybe a neighbor that's also thinking about selling and you've sold in their area. So there's success there and they like the job you did. So uh, they're going to give you a call. Now that's effective. Um, however, you know, I'm really torn um, with this because I think it's even more effective to put those solds in your farm area rather than the area you sell the house. Because you get that one opportunity to possibly get that person a call as a neighbor. And I think you should probably, if I was to do it perfectly, I would do a print advertising door knock with it in an area that I have just sold something. I would farm flyer the area that I typically farm with the picture of the house and the fact I sold it. So it's a kind of a two prong approach on that. I'd still do both, but because both can be effective, but the importance of actually keep putting, keep rotating into just listed and solds in your farm area is so important. They need to know that you're active. And I know we talked about this either last episode or a couple episodes ago, like using it as a door knocking technique, you know, coming and saying, Hey, like this listing down the street just sold is, so is that what, you kind of use as a technique to get into that area that you did just have a, a sale to, to try yeah. and get more listings in the area. Do you want to talk about that a little bit then in case anyone sure, did yeah. just Yeah, when you just list something, you should be door knocking the area just to let everybody know it's just come onto the market. Then uh, when you do an open house, you should be inviting people to your open house. And then when you sell the house, you should be door knocking and saying, just sold, you know, for the purpose of doing a market evaluation of your house, it sold for, you could tell them the sold price because you're, you know, giving them an idea of what their house is worth. So these are the right reasons, obviously, to uh, to door knock in an area that you just had a just list is just sold and following it up with, a, you know, following with a flyer. I don't think I would I would do that. I, you know, I drop it off while I'm there, but uh, I wouldn't necessarily just send out because they really don't know you in that area yet. And uh, I'd rather take that money that you're going to spend on flyers and put it into an area that uh, that you've been already sending 50 publications to over the last, you know, you know, 50 weeks or whatever. For sure. So what's important to put on the just list, just sold postcard? Obviously the listing that just sold or was mm-hmm. just listed. Is there anything else? I guess you want some like of your own branding there that we just talked about before that kind of consistent branding image that you've got yeah. for yourself. Is there anything else yeah. you can put on there too, or do you just keep it simple? Listen, yeah. The, the most important thing when you're doing print advertising uh, from a farming perspective, even from a lead generation perspective is keep it simple. Do not put too much information on there. People often uh, and I see it all the time, and I'm correcting uh, for, uh, postcards and flyers all the time for people. Make your name as big as possible. Make your picture, whatever your whatever your branding is, has got to be the most important thing on that piece of paper because that's for farming. They want to they want to know it's you. You want to get your name out there. The other thing is the call to action. So what it is? Why are they going to call you? So it's a free home evaluation is always a very popular one. So you just sold somebody's house, just sold. If you want to know what your house is worth, give me a call as a very, uh, you know, a small example of what, you know, what you could do. But um, don't start putting 50 different reasons to use me as a real estate agent. I give this, I give that, I do that. Don't, you know, it should be a very simple uh, branded less is more approach when it comes to any type of print advertising. And when you're doing like a farm area or with these just listed just sold, so like how many postcards you want to drop? Is it just a matter of covering the whole farm area? Is there kind of like a rule of thumb? Do you just do it to like um, like a certain number? I guess it's this is kind of a loaded question and depending on your situation. But how many uh, yeah. just listed just postcards are effective? Like are you throwing your money away if you're, if you're putting out too many of these? Or are you not I, spending enough if you only you know, throw out a few? 
I like I like your questions because these are all things that are really important to hit on when you start uh, even farming or sending out public. Yeah, the, um, when you say less is more with regards to the information on the advertisement, when it comes to choosing an area and how many to send out, I think what was best said is uh, less and more often. So... <laughs> I'd rather have less cards sent out and um, more consistently sent out than sending out a ton all at once. So I've had an I had an agent come through. It was last year. She came she came in and she says, "Yeah, I sent out a ton of flyers last year." I said, "Well, what did you send out? Tell me how many, how often?" Well, she said, "Well, I sent out two full five so five thousand in January and five thousand in April." And I said, "Whoa, five thousand flyers!" Well, you know, I had her. I said, I, you sent out 10,000 flyers twice last year. <laughs> I would rather have you have sent out 500 homes, right, 20 times. That would have been much more effective. Um, so it's the consistency that people see you. And got to remember, there's only two people in one area thinking of selling next in the next two months maybe. So, um, But the next month there's two more and then two more. So you've got to hit the right timing with people. And if your face is in front of them, consistently they'll they'll pick up the you know, hopefully the phone and call so i mean we, we touched on this a little bit before when we were talking about um using these the, the just list just sold as like a bit of a door knocking excuse to go to people's doors now mm-hmm. does it make sense in your farming area to use just list just sold as like an excuse to stop by too or is this just something you should do like around where the listings sold? i mean maybe the, those two coincide um but is is that just like a waste of time? Should you just do postal drops for your farming area, especially if you're doing it very, like very frequently, or is this a good idea to get your face, like your actual face, um, in the area, dropping these off too? Yeah, I, I, I still go back. If I'm going door knocking, I think it's more effective, uh, not in the area that I've sold. So if I've sold something and dropping off a little publication, say I've sold in your area, that's all, I'm okay with that. But if you're in your farm area, I would be just taking your business card and putting it in the door. Don't, don't uh, drop off a uh, postcard um, in your farm area um, because it's they'll see it as more of a solicitation. They'll see it as a as a junk piece um, more than if they put if you put their if you put your um, your business card in the door. They they actually if you put your business card, they think that you've been there. Um, so in your farm area, do your business card in the area just listen just sold. Um, you know it's okay to I think it's okay to put a, um, a just list or just sold flyer in there. Is there any other kind of print marketing that you want to touch on? There's other things that we talked about off camera, like even like placemats and restaurants and such too, right? Like, <laughs> is there anything else that you found effective that we haven't talked about today? Oh, let's let's think about that for a second. Um, yeah, I can see. I can think of some ineffective things. <laughs> well, like, go places. go go ahead. I'm putting you on the on the spot a bit here, so I wanted to see if you had anything. Yeah, no, think I'm of. thinking. I'm, I'm thinking of some ineffective ineffective things, such as yeah. I I always go back to the uh, the Swiss LA placemats and stuff like that. I've seen people on those Swiss LA placemats. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, is, does it really do anything in here? Um, it's kind of like the bus, right? If you if you happen to be the number one name in town and you go on the on the Swiss LA placemat or something like that, I, I get it. You just more more places to see your face, um, but you know often I get these agents that just got into the business and uh, uh, they had Swish I call them and get you know they just spent a thousand dollars on this placemat and they think they're going to get calls off of it and I'm like take that thousand dollars come back to me <laughs> get that thousand dollars back come to me and 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 we'll get you a better 
um, publication to be in. At our office, uh, we get, uh, let's say, 50 agents together, um, and we'll we'll share space in, in, in one of the local papers so that um, everybody pays sort of $50 a month to be, have a headshot in there. And then when it comes to advertising, uh, there's about 30 spots and about 30, yeah, about 30 spots and they're $25 each. So anytime that you have to, you know, put something in the paper, if you want to put something in the paper, you know, they can put something at a, at a cheap price for $25 instead of spending 200 on an ad. Um, and, uh, I think what's important is that you do think about the ad you put in there and don't just throw a, just throw something that's listed. I mean, try and really think about what people are going to why are people going to call you, right? Um, should you put a price on the house or should you hold the price back um, to get the phone call to find out how much that house is? So, um, And there's different different things you can do in order to get be more effective and get calls when you're, when you're going in the paper. So um, think, think about it. I'm going to give you a couple examples just, you know, just because these are the things that, uh, that come up from time to time. People say you don't get any calls in advertising. I said, well, come bring me the publication, the ad that you're looking at putting in there, and I'll tell you how to be creative to try and get some phone calls. Um, a condo is just listed in town. Or let's say you, you're just you're looking for something to put in the ad. Pick something like a condo for $250,000. It's the cheapest thing in, in your area. Um, and... Um, you make it about the make it about the price. Uh, live in Newmarket for under two hundred two hundred and fifty thousand. Call me for details and picture put the picture of the condo or like I said, we've done the bungalow things before or the um, you know century homes. Um, call an expert when it comes to century. We got to be careful with experts. You're gonna have to know what you're talking about. But um, uh, call, you know, call somebody who really knows about century homes. Um, this one just sold for this, you know, um, this price. Or uh, call me for details, or however you want to do it. But think of different ways that uh, you can turn the ad into a phone call. Really. So I think the big takeaway from today is is to not just create advertising on a whim. You've got to kind of come up with um, a big, an overall arcing strategy for your print advertising and how you're going to deploy it, either be in newspapers or just let's just sold postcards, for instance, trying to think about how you're going to um, receive phone calls or, or draw people in, kind of like that hook that you mentioned before, and what you're using it for. Is it branding or is it for generating leads? So I think we've gotten a lot of good information out of you today, Aaron. So maybe yeah, we'll look... I was going to say one thing before we leave, and I didn't touch on this yet, and the importance of converting the uh, call when it comes in. <laughs> Okay, I mean, sure, can, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that's, we can spend all the money and we can send out as many uh, flyers and postcards and all the rest of it as possible. But when the phone comes in, you have to, first of all, get back to the person very quickly. And when you answer the phone, you've got to be good on the phone. Now, the reality is, is if you can't convert on the phone, you're not going to, you're throwing your money away. So, uh, and there's lots of different, again, trainers and coaches and managers out there that can help you with this. Um, but be very, very careful on, on how you handle that phone call and you're always trying to get the appointment, right? So when some, a call comes in and they're asking for a price on the, on the house that just sold or um, information about that house, you have to be able to turn that into some questions, open-ended questions you're going to ask them. Do you mind if I ask you a question? What was it that you called? What was it about this house uh, that interested you? And they said, well, we really like the backyard. And so actually, you know what, the, now that you mention it, and a house, um, I hope you don't mind being on the other side of town. It's a fantastic area, but one just came out with an even bigger lot. You know, this one's sold, but uh, maybe you'd like to have a look at that. You know, something along those lines. You've got to be able to create it into a, an appointment or a showing or 
you know, or something. So that's very, very important. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you might spend $1,000 on an ad and get two calls from it. So those calls basically cost you, say, $500 each if you're doing the math for that specific situation. So I guess you've got to treat it like that, right? You spent $500 on that call. You want to make sure it turns into something. Obviously, that's probably not how much money you're going to be spending, hopefully, per call coming in because <laughs> I think that'd be a horrible waste of money maybe with that with those numbers. But you get the idea. Those calls coming in are expensive. You actually kind of paid for them through the advertising directly. So converting on those and turn those into customers is obviously very, very important something to consider, like you're saying there, Aaron. Okay. So I think we're going to close the show off there then. So if you like the show, subscribe to our show on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts online. And please don't forget to leave us a five-star review on those sites because it really does help. You can watch this and past shows at spotlight.centric21.ca slash podcast. If you need to reach us, you can email us anytime at podcast at homania.com. That's podcast at H-O-M as in Mary, E-A-N as in Nancy, I-A.com. So this podcast was brought to you by the Spotlight Marketing Program, an exclusive marketing package available only to Century 21 agents in Canada. Spotlight provides agents with a comprehensive marketing strategy for their listings. We provide high-quality HDR photography, stunning HD video tours, a cutting-edge responsive website, and an extensive advertising system that helps sell your listings faster, sell them for more money, impress your clients, and generate leads. Find out why so many top agents are using Spotlight by visiting spotlight.century21.ca today. Everybody, thanks for listening. Aaron, thanks again for hosting. Have a great week. Thanks, Lance.